Hello and welcome to the latest installment of PSG Talking. I'm your host, Ed, and on today's show we're going to be talking about Kylian Mbappe and his decision to not extend his contract at PSG and the latest on the managerial situation at the club. Joining me to help try to read between the lines of what's really going on at PSG is Jonathan Johnson. He's a longtime friend of the podcast and currently covers all things soccer and PSG for CBS Sports Galazzo. You can also read his weekly columns by subscribing for free over on PSG Talk Extra Time. That's our substack for true PSG supporters. Now, when we recorded this podcast on Friday morning, it was reported that Julian Nagelsmann was very much in the running to become PSG's next manager. Of course, on Friday evening, reports came out that he is no longer in consideration and a mystery candidate was being explored. Could be potentially Tiago Mata, but we don't know. We obviously didn't have this information at the time we recorded, so just keep that in mind as you listen. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jonathan Johnson. All right, first things first, JJ, I was looking at your Twitter profile, and today is actually your birthday, so happy birthday to you. Do you have anything fun planned? Man, thanks a lot. Always a, always a pleasure to come on. So yeah, thanks for having me and uh, I'm looking forward to, to chat. What, what better way to spend my birthday than talking PSG, which is basically what I do every other day of the year. So uh, I guess uh, couldn't, couldn't get better plans than that. But no, I've uh, got, a, got a nice bit of time off coming up uh, from this weekend onwards. So very much looking forward to that. And of course, it is marriage summer as well. So I've got that, uh, that long term contract to look forward to signing to in the next couple of weeks. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations to you, Jonathan. Um, one player who will not be signing, or at least we, we don't think he will be signing a long-term contract, is Kylian Mbappe. Um, I've been really looking forward to getting your perspective on everything that's been going on this week. If you've been living under a rock, uh, Mbappe reportedly sent a letter uh, to remind the club that he isn't going to be opting into the third year of his current contract, meaning he could leave on a free transfer after next season. Uh, Jonathan, do you read anything into the timing of the story breaking? Why do you feel that Mbappe felt the need to send this letter to to remind PSG that he isn't going to be extending or opting into that extra year? And what role did the media play in all of this? How did they get wind of it? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about it and uh, the timing. I mean, I think first and foremost, uh, the thing that we need to bear in mind that's, that's kind of crucial to all of this is that Mbappe and uh, his entourage, they went directly to the keep. They didn't go to PSG first. So the club actually found out about this after it had already come out in the keep. So they were kind of blindsided to, to an extent, hence why they were so irate. And, uh, you know, the, the reaction hasn't been, uh, you know, particularly uh, positive at the, at the top of the club to this news. Uh, you know, also I think in terms of the timing, I mean, you know, we, we have to state the obvious here. You know, this has come 
at a time where Lionel Messi has been confirmed to be leaving the club, Sergio Ramos has been confirmed to be leaving the club, uh, you know, and there's an expectation as well that this may finally be the summer that Neymar moves on as well. So, uh, you know, I think that in itself, uh, you know, creates a potentially interesting opening for Mbappe, but also for PSG because, you know, say PSG were to be successful in getting Neymar off of the books, like whether it's wage-wise or whether that brings in a transfer fee as well, suddenly that's a lot more money for PSG and the PSG project to play with. Now, uh, you know, that's money that obviously will go towards rebuilding the squad, but equally it's also money that could be used towards, you know, tying Kylian Mbappe down uh, on a more long-term basis. My personal feeling about the Mbappe situation hasn't changed since the beginning of all of this. I still feel that Kylian Mbappe will leave PSG uh, in 2024, once the Olympic Games have played out, and you know, hopefully in his mind at least, I think uh, you know he'll be walking away with a with a gold medal as well. Now, what he manages to achieve with PSG in his final season, I guess you know a lot of that is up in the air at the moment. It doesn't look particularly positive from a PSG point of view based on what we saw last season. But, uh, you know, I do still think that PSG will always be sort of considered one of the, the contenders for the Champions League at the beginning of every season based on the players that they're able to put out on the pitch. Now, going back to, to my original point, if you suddenly have Messi, Ramos, Neymar leaving, that gives PSG the possibility financially to possibly put something even more lucrative in front of Mbappe than has already been done so. So for me, perhaps, you know, reading into this a little bit, maybe it's a way of the Mbappe entourage trying to you know make at least the final year of Mbappe's stay in PSG be even more comfortable and, and lucrative uh, you know because I think at the end of the day it's in PSG's interest to you know accept that at some point he is going to move on you know I think it's unrealistic to think that Mbappe is going to play out the rest of his career in Paris it's you know, it's just not going to happen. And instead of, of sort of trying to, 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 to put a gate in the way of all of that all, all the time, I think instead PSG ne now need to try and use it to, to their advantage. You know, they were desperate at the time when they got the last contract renewal done, hence why Mbappe had the option to opt in to the contract as opposed to PSG having any power over it. Uh, and that's created this awkward situation now where Mbappe... I'm going to say he's holding the club hostage, but basically Mbappe holds all the cards in this situation. PSG, uh, you know, have very little power in terms of, uh, you know, his uh, his situation, uh, you know, beyond this summer, really. Because when we talk about a potential move for somebody like Mbappe, these kind of moves don't happen in the winter transfer window. So it's basically summer to summer. If he doesn't get a move this summer, he'll be on the move next summer. So now... You know, if we're sort of working towards this Olympic narrative, which seems to be the case with Mbappe, I know there's been reports that have surfaced in the last 24 hours or so that also he's planning some potential documentary about his final season with PSG, which, you know, conveniently would also end with the opportunity to potentially win gold uh, with France at the Olympics. You know, if that's really sort of what he, how he envisages going out in France, uh, you know, I think the, the best case scenario for PSG is that they get him to extend, stay one more year, uh, and then potentially sell him. I mean, I, I you know, I have a, other sort of theories that, that kind of come through my mind as well. I do think there's a deal to be done with Real Madrid involving Vinicius Junior as well. I think it would be a hard sell for the player, but I do think it would make a lot of sense both for Vinicius, Mbappe, Real, and PSG to potentially do a deal that sees the two players go in opposite directions, which
which kind of takes a lot of the the financial question uh, out of the the situation. But like I said, it's it's not going to be an easy sell to somebody like Vinny Jr. And I think you know all PSG fans should be able to understand that at this moment in time that PSG is a club that has massive question marks over it, uh, you know, in terms of the future, you know, what, uh, you know, Qatari leadership is going to look like now sort of post world cup, uh, you know, there's the constant speculation about the ownership of Manchester United and what sort of Qatari involvement at Old Trafford would uh, mean for PSG as well. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, realistically, uh, you know, the next couple of years are going to be a lot different to, uh, you know, the years and the build up to the, to the world cup for PSG and PSG fans. And I don't necessarily think, that it's going to involve Kylian Mbappe beyond 2024, but I still think that PSG can build uh, an attractive project moving forward to the future, and that that's what they need to do now. It's you know it's been a long time in the making. Uh, you know we've talked a lot about these kind of cultural changes the last couple of years, and I know PSG fans sort of love the idea of you know relying on more French talent, uh, you know talents that hail from the Parisian region as well. Uh, you know that's perhaps something to work towards more in sort of the medium to long term, but sort of in the shorter term. Uh, you know, PSG probably will still be looking for some more, uh, you know, kind of established star names, hence the interest in Bernardo Silva this summer. Uh, and I still think that, you know, if PSG can sort out the immediate situation with Mbappe, i.e. in the next couple of weeks, uh, you know, there is potentially uh, a scenario where PSG and Real have to go to the negotiating table at some point. Uh, and to me, the, the thing that could unlock this situation is PSG potentially bringing in a key piece themselves and you know Vinny Jr is not the only one it's just the most obvious fit I think given that both players kind of occupy a similar position as well like if they're playing out wide they play sort of more on the left they can both play through the center as well I don't see a Real Madrid that has both Vinny Jr and Mbappe in the team uh, but you know we also know from sort of what's happened you know the flare-up with, with Vinny Jr's situation in La Liga uh, in the last couple of months that the Premier League would also be a very tempting destination for him. So, you know, if that is potentially the way that PSG want to go, that's maybe something I think they can, you know, sort of consider for, you know, maybe to be a transfer project for the next sort of 12 months or so. Find a way to do a deal that keeps Mbappe at the club for next season, allows him to sort of sign off in the way that he wants to uh, in 2024, and then they bring in somebody key after that. I mean, the other name to keep an eye on as well, who I think would be really interesting, is Chiromeni, because although Chiromeni is a phenomenal talent and established France international now at senior level, he's not having it all his own way at Real Madrid so far. Uh, you've got Jude Bellingham, you know, going into the mix there now. That's another potential interesting name, uh, you know, to, to keep an eye on. So, you know, I do still think there's possibilities for PSG to salvage the situation uh, with the uh, with Mbappe and potentially use Real's interest to their advantage. But I, I do think that people probably need to stop kidding themselves now that Kylian Mbappe will stay on much beyond 2024. Wow, there's a lot there to digest. Um, one thing you were mentioning, it seems like you're leaning towards Mbappe potentially staying for another year that QSI will just roll the dice. Maybe he'll sign a, long -term, a new long-term deal. But Mbappe's made several statements since last Monday when the story broke. He he called the reports that he wanted to join Real Madrid lies, and he continues to say that he's happy to stay at PSG for another season. But what he doesn't say is whether he's interested in signing that new contract. Is that a very calculated move from him? Do you think that a new deal is even possible? Or is he, by saying he won't sign an extension, can we all just assume that a new contract is off the table? 
No, a new contract is not completely off the table because despite uh, Mbappe's public um, rejection of the the idea that he was negotiating a longer term deal, he was in fact, uh, you know, he, he and his people were sitting around the table discussing potential future options with PSG. Now, I don't believe that Mbappe's intention has really been to stay at PSG long term. Like I said, I think he's always been working towards this goal of the Olympic Games in 2024. Uh, you know, I do think it's in PSG's interest to potentially, you know, get him under contract once more beyond 2024 so that their market position is much stronger than it is at the moment. Uh, you know, and I think as well, if Mbappe had really wanted out this summer, it would have been far more calculated than it has been. Uh, you know, I think that this is a play to exert maximum pressure uh, at this moment in time. You know, even just a couple of weeks ago, the UNFP awards, he was very quick to say, you know, I want to be, uh, I'm going to be in Paris, uh, you know, for, for next season, kind of reassuring the, the, the PSG fans. Uh, and, uh, you know, the club itself. So I, d I do think that there is still scope to, to potentially strike a, an agreement which, you know, would essentially, uh, you know, safeguard PSG's ability to cash in on him, but also probably do it on Mbappe's terms so that there's an understanding that, you know, PSG will come to the negotiating table in, uh, in 2024. Obviously, you can't write in uh, a minimum fee release clause into any French contracts, but, uh, you know, you can sort of make a, a gentleman's agreement. Uh, and I think that PSG should be grateful if they get to 2024 and, and Mbappe is still in the, the shirt because, you know, considering the way that modern football has gone, there are a lot of players who probably would have walked away from PSG and the PSG project long before Mbappe has. Now, obviously, uh, you know, being the focal point, the figurehead of a project like that, that also serves to strengthen Mbappe's brand. That's something, you know, that we have to recognise. Uh, and, uh, you know, I do still think that it is extremely important to Mbappe and his entourage and, and his image uh, that he's still playing his football in France when the Olympics come around in 2024. So, uh, you know, if the solution, uh, you know, to, to making life more amicable between Mbappe and the club, uh, you know, for, for this coming season is to sign a contract, even if there's no sort of intention to, to see the contract through until the end. Uh, you know, I think it's something that, you know, both parties, uh, you know, will, will have to do and have to consider. So that's that's something that I do foresee because realistically, if Mbappe had planned to leave, he'd have, you know, put himself on Real Madrid's radar long before uh, they pulled the trigger on Jude Bellingham. As soon as that Bellingham deal was confirmed, I really don't think that there's a way for Real Madrid to make a deal for Kylian Mbappe happen. Now, I'm not saying that they won't ever be able to, to do a deal. I'm just talking about in terms of this summer. For me, I think, uh, you know, if, if Mbappe was to be a Real Madrid signing this summer, uh, they would have had to have made the move, uh, you know, uh, sort of lined up the move months ago. And that the fact that Benzema sort of threw a spanner in the works by leaving it quite short notice for Saudi Arabia, I, I think that's kind of blindsided Real Madrid a little bit as well. And had they known, Mbappe almost certainly would have been their priority for this summer. That's fascinating. So you're thinking the Bellingham deal may have kind of thrown a wrench into Real Madrid's plans if Mbappe does come on the market. And it makes you wonder, does Vinicius, is he going to be maybe coming the other way, open up that position on the left-hand side of the, the team there and also free up some money and transfer fees and all that. So that's that's really interesting. One thing that was also interesting that Mbappe said was that um, that there was no need to explain why he didn't want to extend his contract to 2025. Um, and he doesn't need to explain why, because people don't have all the, quote, ins and outs. What is he referring to there? What are the ins and outs that we don't know? 
I mean, I think, you know, PSG fans are, aren't fickle. You know, people know that, you know, it's a very complicated club to run with a lot of stuff going on in the background, uh, you know, a lot of politics at play. Uh, you know, it, it is a complicated day-to-day environment. You know, I don't think anyone, uh, you know, would, would tell themselves otherwise. I mean, you look at some of the struggles that they've been, even with the, the likes of superstar names like Messi, like Neymar, uh, like Ramos, you know, you throw some of the most experienced and, uh, you know, sort of, sort of the most serial winner profiles, uh, you know, into this club and there's still kind of problems behind the scene. It's, you know, it's complicated, it's tricky. And, uh, you know, I think Mbappe is probably alluding to that. It's, you know, it's not an easy club to uh, to thrive in. Yeah, Mbappe has done a good job of, uh, of managing that so far. Uh, you know, and I think he will feel like he's uh, he, he's done his time. So, you know, in that respect, uh, you know, that's why I think that, you know, PSG should be looking at this almost sort of like as a, a damage limitation exercise to, to try and strengthen their hand, despite the fact that it's been a very, uh, you know, a, a, a chastening kind of last uh, week or so, uh, you know, where they've found themselves suddenly put into a very weak situation by Mbappe actioning this, uh, this opt-in. Uh, you know, and making a decision on it way before the deadline was even due. So, you know, now PSG sort of know whether the chips have fallen for Mbappe. I think they also know that they're probably over a barrel in the fact that Real Madrid can't make uh, a move for Mbappe, uh, you know, happen this summer. So it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think Mbappe will feel like he's tolerated uh, as, as much as he can maybe take of the, you know, sort of the, the inner workings of, uh, of PSG, which have been sort of well documented over over the last couple of years. That's probably what he's alluding to, uh, you know, and he wouldn't be the first one to do it either. I mean, look at what the likes of Thomas Tuchel, uh, you know, said publicly, uh, you know, since leaving PSG that he kind of just craved that sort of football only focus, uh, which we know is is not necessarily always there uh, at PSG. So I think you know Mbappe himself is probably also uh, you know hungry for for that kind of environment, which uh, you know at the end of the day Real Madrid uh, offer. You know they are an institution uh, in in the world of football, one that you know very few people can really uh, you know argue against. Maybe in that documentary that is uh, supposedly playing, maybe we'll get an idea of some of these ins and outs that are going on. Um, but you've mentioned Real Madrid. They're obviously the front runners to sign Mbappe, whether they can do it this summer or not. Who knows? Um, what other teams that you, do you think that could be able to compete with Real Madrid for a signature? Is it a Manchester United who potentially could have new Qatari ownership? Newcastle, we know they probably have more money than anyone. City, you know, teaming Holland with Mbappe, are they in there? Liverpool, we know uh, Mbappe's flirted with them. Any of those teams do you think could realistically come in and maybe provide some competition for Real Madrid? Uh, I mean, honestly, you know, I don't think it's impossible that a Premier League club would come in. I think it has to be a Premier League club to compete with Real Madrid. Uh, You know, Real are sort of the the emotional choice and obviously the strong favourites for Mbappe at some point later on in his career. I mean, there's also been sort of the long-standing interest from Liverpool as well, so I wouldn't completely write that off. I think whoever it is coming in from the Premier League would have to be uh, a club who are sort of almost guaranteed to be playing Champions League uh, you know, year in, year out. And obviously there is uh, much greater competition in the Premier League for those European positions, uh, as we see for next season, because Liverpool aren't going to be in the Champions League, they're in the Europa League. Uh, you know, so I think, you know, based on sort of how the, you know, the, the top 
Premier League clubs are at this moment in time. I find it difficult to imagine PSG doing a deal with City for uh, their star player. Uh, to be honest, I'm even surprised that you know City might consider uh, selling Bernardo Silva to PSG this summer. We'll see how that one plays out. But for me, I think if I was to pick a Premier League name that could potentially aspire to land Mbappe at some point in the future, if Liverpool were back sort of as one of the, the Premier League title contenders and in the Champions League, I think that they would have a good shot at it. I think Newcastle are probably too too new. Um, and again, you know, there's that sort of question about whether PSG would sort of willingly, uh, you know, negotiate a transfer, uh, you know, based on, on Newcastle's ownership. And Chelsea, I mean, you know, you know, Chelsea in terms of in financial terms, yeah, sure, they might have a shot at, at trying to make something work for Mbappe. But given the way that the project has changed since their takeover, um, I'm not sure that their days of being sort of considered uh, an elite club, uh, you know, are guaranteed to return. I think, you know, the current ownership has a lot of questions that they, that they need to answer. Uh, and I'm not sure that Mbappe would consider it a serious enough project. That said, we're, we're talking about all these kind of hypotheticals, uh, and I still think that the overwhelming favourite to get Mbappe uh, you know, will be Real Madrid. I don't, I don't see the point in Mbappe leaving PSG for a club that's not Real Madrid, given that there's been such importance placed on, uh, on the Spanish giants over the years. Am I crazy to, uh, to think Arsenal may have a chance? They've got Saliba. We know that their relationship growing up together. Um, they're in the Champions League. They almost won the Premier League title. Young club with a uh, young squad, really talented. Arsenal in there, would you consider that? Would they maybe not known for making that big of a, a splash, but they have been spending some money here recently. What do you make of that? Honestly, I wouldn't put Arsenal in, uh, in amongst the favourites. I mean, obviously there is an attraction, especially to French players, given Arsenal's history. So I don't think Mbappe would be insensitive to that. Let's not forget as well that he did spend a bit of time at Arsenal when Wenger was still uh, sort of manager, sort of like, you know, exploring the possibility of a move. But it's during that time, uh, you know, that Mbappe decided to, to sort of... Um, you know, almost kind of like plan his future with Real Madrid in mind. Uh, and I think because of that, Real would always be, you know, would always trump a club like Arsenal. But, you know, if Arsenal become sort of more of a regular in the Champions League once again, uh, you know, they continue to challenge at the top of the Premier League, why not? The bottom line is clubs that are qualifying for the Champions League and at the top end of the Premier League will always have sort of the, the, the financial potential to make a deal work for, for somebody like Kylian Mbappe, especially, of course, if he's a free agent. Because actually, I I think that's probably the the best case scenario in terms of Premier League interest that he does somehow force uh, his way out on a free transfer in 2024. Uh, that way, you could potentially have a Premier League club that comes in and makes a more attractive offer than Real Madrid. That would be amazing to be the next Thierry Henry over there. Um, so it seems like you're you're leaning towards PSG keeping him. Maybe there's a gentleman's agreement where they'll let him go. That way, they don't lose him for free. But what if that gentleman's agreement can't happen? What if they said reports, you know, tensions are high? And then what if it comes down to Mbappe won't commit to a long-term contract or a new contract? And PSG, understandably, don't want to lose him for nothing. What What is the transfer fee that we could be realistically looking at? I, talking to Real Madrid fans, they're saying $200 million is no problem. But realistically, what can PSG expect in terms of what other clubs could pay for Mbappe this summer? I mean, I think it's 
but I think it's fanciful to think that Real Madrid still have uh, sort of the financial capabilities to potentially buy Mbappe for 200 million this summer and afford what would be a significant wage packet. Uh, you know, I, th- I think if, if worse came to, to worst, you know, PSG would probably have to consider, uh, you know, getting the, the money back on what they you know, what they spent on Mbappe, and that was below sort of 200 million. It was what, like one. 50, 160, 170, something like that. So um, it depends on what currency you look at it in, obviously. Um, So, yeah, you know, maybe that is the kind of fee where PSG would consider worst case scenario to, you know, to to do a deal. But, you know, I think they will still fancy, uh, you know, their their chances of of trying to win him round as they did last year. Uh, And also, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if it really is sort of Mbappe's desire to stay, you know, it's up to whoever the you know the the bidding club are, uh, you know, to try and put an offer in front of him that's attractive enough to to make him change his plans. And you know, based on how Mbappe's career has followed a very uh, sort of strict narrative so far that's been laid out by his entourage, I would be surprised if he budged from that. I think he's got it in his mind that he wants to stay in Paris, wants to stay in France, and sign off in 2024 after the Olympic Games. Uh, and I think instead of sort of seeing that as, um, you know, sort of like a, a negative and an enforced uh, end to the story, uh, you know, PSG should actually look to try and, uh, you know, play with that to their, you know, to their advantage uh, and maybe sign a contract which they know won't be seen out until the end of it, uh, which would guarantee that they're able to negotiate for his transfer next summer. And of course, you've got the whole image rights situation. And for me, that was like a big sticking point where I thought that's probably why he'll probably stay at PSG, maybe for the rest of his career, because that's very meaningful to him. And going to uh, Real Madrid, if they pay the big transfer fee, they're going to want to recoup some of that and be able to use his likeness wherever they want. And Mbappe clearly doesn't want that. So that's something that clubs are going to have to be concerned with. Um, I I just don't know. So looking forward, if you, if you could go ahead end of the summer season's coming up is Mbappe he's still at PSG is that your contention that you think he'll still be here for this upcoming season yeah I do Uh, I think Mbappe will be a PSG player next season but I've said and I said it before and I'll stick to it now I I don't think he stays at PSG beyond 2024 I think he it makes sense that he signs off uh, after the Olympics and uh, you know I think it's time for, for sort of PSG to to come to terms, uh, you know, with that fact uh, and look at the best potential ways to sort of salvage this situation. Fantastic. And I've got a final question for you. We're going to get off the Mbappe train for this one. What is going on with this manager situation? Has Gaultier even been officially <laughs> sat yet? And then there appears to be ongoing talks with Julian Nagelsmann and we're inching closer every day. The reports are they're getting closer. They're having more talks. It's, it's just taken such a long time to get this whole thing situated. And what are you hearing about what Nagelsmann may be looking for from the club? Is there anyone else seriously in the running? I mean, it's, you, you say it's sort of unrelated to Mbappe, but of course it's it's entirely related. You know, PSG are interested in Nagelsmann. Uh, answering your question, yes, uh, Christophe Galtier has... Uh, been informed of his dismissal by the club. I think it was only two or three days after the end of the season, and he was told uh, by Luis Campos that uh, you know he won't be part of the project moving forward. 
you know, I think that was in the works for quite a while. Uh, you know, Gatia certainly, uh, you know, saw it coming. I don't think he was as shocked as maybe he might have, uh, you know, made out to be, certainly not privately. Uh, and, you know, the interest in Nagelsmann is very real. The, you know, the discussions have, uh, you know, have advanced. But it's very, very difficult for, you know, a, uh, you know, a project like PSG to sell itself when you can't be entirely sure, uh, you know, if one of the key pieces in Mbappe will still be there next season. So, uh, you know, there, there is now this big question to, to solve. And, you know, we say that it's dragging on. It's not dragging on quite as much as sort of when PSG separated with Pochettino. So, uh, you know, I think there have been sort of worse worse uh, examples of, uh, of the PSG fan base having, uh, you know, having had to, to, to hold on and wait for quite a long time for a, a big piece of news to drop. But I do think that, uh, you know, Nagelsmann, it's an interesting profile. And, you know, for some, somebody who is, you know, focused on developing youth, um, you know, I think Nagelsmann is right up there uh, in terms of, uh, you know, coaches who can tap into that and also be part of that, you know, push that PSG now want to put in place culturally. Uh, Thiago Motta was another interesting candidate, uh, you know, for for the potential job and has a better understanding of the politics, uh, you know, behind the scenes at PSG. So, uh, you know, it was a shame to see him sort of ruled out of the, the race uh, you know, by his agent who said that he's going to be staying at uh, Bologna for another season. But equally, I still think Motta could be an interesting possibility for PSG in the future because he is still very young in managerial terms. Not quite as young as Nagelsmann, but Nagelsmann obviously didn't have the playing career that Motta did. So, uh, you know, there's definite interest in, uh, in, in Nagelsmann and, you know, PSG are working towards a deal on that end. But it's normal, I think, uh, you know, that there is a, a bit of hesitancy uh, over where the project might be headed when you've got, you know, such a, a public kind of standoff with a star player like Mbappe. So uh, I think it's in PSG's interest to, you know, to, to clear that up uh, immediately, work out a, a deal and a way, uh, you know, a way forward for, for next season and then, you know, for PSG to sort of plan accordingly with that. And I think that's also why we haven't seen any of the new signings that we know PSG have already lined up, uh, you know, unveiled yet. Yeah, it's kind of a testament to the club that a manager like Nagelsmann would even be interested in coming to PSG. We know several uh, Premier League clubs were interested in him. I think he turned down Tottenham. And the fact that we're still in the running for a manager of his caliber, despite the history of, of sacking managers after a year, two years at most, is pretty impressive. And then you look at some of the players, you know, Ugard and Silva and some of the other players that are rumored. So, I, and I, I said that was the last question, but... Even if, let's just say, if, if Mbappe is sold this summer, the future doesn't look as gloomy as maybe some supporters may think. There's a lot of positive things to kind of hang your hat on with uh, some of the rumors that we're seeing. Um, Campos, he, he's, he's targeting players that the club needs. So, assuming Mbappe, if he does go this summer, there's still a lot to look forward to, right, uh, here at the club? I mean, I think there's always going to be, uh, you know, stuff to look forward to. There's always going to be the potential for PSG to be, uh, you know, a massive and attractive project, uh, you know, across Europe for a number of talented players. Uh, you know, and I think it's, um, you know, yeah, that, you know, when, when you've got that kind of level of young talent coming through, uh, you know, there's always going to be, uh, you know, the potential for PSG to be one of the powers of tomorrow. But, you know, we've talked about potential for so long. I think, you know, now moving away from some of these star names, having Messi move on, having Ramos move on, freeing up that space on the wage bill will enable PSG to actually sort of start to action, 
you know, some of these, uh, you know, promises and big, bold statements and actually start to build a squad because, you know, Campos has thrived when he's actually been able to, you know, sort of been given the keys to the project and actually built an entire, uh, you know, playing 11 and, and match day squad for the likes of Monaco and then the likes of Lille. So, you know, I think when he's able to finally do that with a bit of flexibility, as looks to be the case this summer with some of the, the big names moving on, uh, you know, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, time to sort of feel a bit optimistic or more optimistic about, you know, PSG's fortunes than, uh, than last summer when, uh, you know, we know that he was kind of hamstrung uh, a lot in what he could do or couldn't do on the transfer market. Fantastic, Jonathan. Thank you so much. And uh, honeymoon plans in Miami? You going to come over to uh, the United States to see Messi here? <laughs> uh, I mean, at some point, he's definitely on the list uh, to, to come over and, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to come back over and have a, have a good time. Whether or not we'll be going to, to see any uh, MLS action, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see, see what the opportunity is like. But, uh, you know, I'm curious to see how it plays out for Messi uh, with, uh, with Miami. Uh, they don't look to be in the best shape right now based on uh, where they are in the league table. But equally, uh, you know, I do think that he will have a good time of it in, in MLS, uh, you know, at least for a, uh, uh, you know, at least for a couple of years. I, I still don't think that I can really see him being part of the World Cup in 2026. So I'd be surprised if he's still there by then. But, uh, you know, good, good luck to him. You know, they, he did have some, some good moments uh, at PSG and I don't think that, PSG fans shouldn't wish him well, uh, you know, in the, the remainder of his career. At the end of the day, he's one of the best players to have ever played the game. Uh, and it was a privilege to, to see him sort of, you know, when he rolled those years back with a couple of, you know, brilliant goals or bits of magic at Parc des Princes. Didn't quite work out the way people wanted it to, but I, I don't think that means, uh, you know, the, the PSG fans should have like a tainted memory uh, of Messi because at the end of the day, and Mbappe was right, uh, you know, I do think that he got a bit of a, a raw deal uh, with the way that he was he was treated uh, at times. And, you know, I think a lot of the frustrations that were vented towards Messi at the end of the season just gone. It wasn't just about Messi. It's about stuff that's been building up for a couple of years now. So good luck to Messi in, uh, in MLS and with Miami. Uh, and, you know, if I find myself over in the States, uh, you know, I might try and peek in and, uh, and catch a game. But uh San Jose Earthquakes are my MLS team from many years ago. So uh, uh, maybe if it's a Miami-San uh, Jose match, then uh, yeah, that's a possibility. Fantastic. And in my local club, Real Salt Lake, you always have a ticket. If you're in town, you want to come and check out some MLS action. I'd uh, love well, to do that sometime. On the topic of, uh, of Utah and Salt Lake, yeah. uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the used and their local boys as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah, fantastic. Yes. Um, yeah, lots of it's going on here. Jonathan, thank you so much. We've kept you far too long. Um, have a wonderful birthday, and we'll chat with you again soon. Thanks a lot. Always a pleasure.